0: Where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now The Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 165, where I do a lot of strongly recommending, but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, July eleventh. And this particular podcast loves that old song. It's my podcast and I'll say what I want to. Okay, maybe it's anyway. I am your host, Chris Latore. I hope that you and yours are having a super happy and healthy Day, night, evening, week, month, year, etc. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will do my best to make it a good time for you. Please hit that subscribe button on your Sunspots Comics podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on the giant podcast feed that we have. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, or YouTube, any of which of those tickle your fancy. And it's all in one place. Very easy to find name at Sunspots Comics. That's right. You can find us on everywhere at Sunspots Comics. So let's start out, of course, with some quick thank yous and some comic book shop shout outs. That's right. First off, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Please check them out at popuptea.com. They have a super ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts. Yes. So many t-shirts of every nerdy thing you can even think of. They are... Just jam-packed with all kinds of stuff Go to PopUpTea.com Most importantly though When you go to PopUpTea.com Use the promotional code SunspotsComics That's right And you will get 25% off of any shirt order Even the clearance stuff That's the first thing I do Is kind of go through the clearance shirts See what's cool $8, $9, $10 shirts Throw it in your cart there at popuptea.com and then use the promo code sunspotscomics. You'll get 25% off the whole thing. So please check them out at popuptea.com. And thank you guys. We appreciate it. Thank you also to my friend Nick Papa George for making our Sunspots Comics theme song. He has such a glorious, velvety voice. Please follow him. He is a fantastic solo singer. He's also the lead singer and guitarist of his band called Solution. Please check out his solo stuff on facebook.com slash and also his band solution at facebook.com slash solution reggae there's links to his music and his upcoming show dates if you love feel good rock and reggae and ska and just kind of throwing them all into a bowl together you're gonna love nick papa george's music and his band solution so please check him out and thank you nick so very much Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables LaTori. It's also his birthday today, so happy birthday, my son. So happy that you're in my life. So proud to be your friend and your father and just part of just the whole experience of watching you grow and seeing you just every day become closer to that man I know you want to be and just following and chasing your dreams. So I love you. I'm proud of you. Happy birthday to my son, Justin Jables LaTori. But he also does our Sunspots Comic spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene sunspot scene is my son jables and a few friends they talk about movies and tv shows of all genres and that's it so if you love movies and tv shows you're gonna love the sunspot scene podcast sometimes they also play a goofy game at the very end so you gotta listen all the way until the credits all the way until the lights come up in the theater if you know what i'm talking about and if you subscribe to the Sunspots Comics podcast, you're already going to get the Sunspot Scene podcast. It's in the feed, so you'll already get it. But Sunspot Scene is also available on all the podcatchers. And please follow them on Instagram at Sunspot Scene. So thank you, Jables, and happy birthday, my son. Next up, I've got some comic book shop shout outs. That's right. I visited eight comic book shops in Minnesota this weekend for my job at Aftershock Comics. And I wanted to say hello to all the amazing comic book shop folks that I met. And give their crazy great comic book shops a quick shout out So there's 8 of them, so here you go First off, I want to say hello to Kevin and Sheila of Captain Jack's Comics in Bloomington, Minnesota You guys were super nice, we had some great fun, nerdy conversations So thank you so much, if you're in Bloomington, go check out Captain Jack's Comics Also number 2, hey there to josh and sage of hot comics and collectibles in richfield minnesota they have two locations they have tons of locations or tons of selections tons of things that'll just blow your mind if you're in the richfield area of minnesota you got and go and check out hot comics and collectibles but hello to josh and sage we had some great nerdy conversations about aftershock as well number three hello to tim from comic book college Tim has been doing it for 44 years and still going strong, even uh, d- despite everything that he's had to struggle through, and he he loves telling you those kinds of stories. Thank you, Tim, for sharing your experiences of 44 years in the comic book biz. But they have a ton of back issues there at the comic book college. It's it's just so much stuff. It's overwhelming, but thanks again, Tim, at the comic book college. Number four, a huge hello to everyone I met at Source Comics and Games, this is a giant nerd fortress with so much stuff. They—I was really surprised too that Minnesota has a strong gaming presence along with comics. They sort of pair together, but make some room in your calendar if you're going to Source Comics and Games because you'll need a lot of time. They have a 10,000 square foot nerd fortress, folks, and it also has the longest. Not verified by the Guinness Book of World Records, but the longest comic book wall you have ever seen of just new comics. It's fantastic. But thanks again to Michelle and the gang and everyone I met at Source Comics and Games. You gotta go check them out if you're ever in the Minnesota area. Number five, shout out to Eric at Mind's Eyes Comics, Mind's Eye Comics in Burnsville. Just a cool little spot. They just relocated into a shiny new location. Still has that new comic book store smell. (laughs) And Mind's Eye Comics is all about new comics. I love that because that's what the Sunspots Comics podcast is all about. The new stuff. But it's my kind of place. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for our conversations. Thanks for staying late past when you guys had closed to having nice conversations about Aftershock Comics. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Eric at Mind's Eye Comics in Burnsville. Got to check that out. Number six, a shout out to Craig and Averill at Book Review Comics in Rochester, Minnesota. Craig has been in the business for 30 years, even with the health issues that he just overcame. Like, I'm so glad, Craig, that you fought the good fight and you're there and you're doing it. And thank you for just proudly keeping your nerd flag flying, even with everything that you were battling with health-wise. But... Comic book review, book review comics in Rochester, Minnesota. Hello again to Craig and Avril. It was so nice meeting the both of you. Just very inspiring, fantastic, salt of the earth people that you are. It was lovely meeting you. And number seven, hello there to Adam at Rivertown Comics and Games in Red Wing, Minnesota, home of the Red Wing Shoe, by the way. Uh, Adam has a fairly new comic book shop in this adorable little town of Red Wing. But selling all kinds of Aftershock and indie comics especially. So if you love the indie comic scene and you happen to be in Red Wing, Minnesota, go and say hello to Adam at Rivertown Comics and Games. Fantastic. Thank you, Adam. And the eighth and final comic book shop shout-out goes to Dylan at Issues Needed. Great name of a comic book shop. Issues Needed Comics in Apple Valley, Minnesota. Another newer shop... But what a lovely one. I love shops that take comics and just make wallpaper of it. They just, on all the walls, I just love that. That they have taken some, you know, sort of older comics and a mishmash of all types of comics and wall. But use it as wallpaper. They've done that there at Issue Comics Needed. But they have a ton of brand new comics. They're really heavily about the brand new comics. I love that. But also have a respectable back issue, bin. But uh, Dylan, it was a pleasure meeting you. Your hospitality was top-notch. And thank you for your huge support of Aftershock Comics. I even talked him into reading a few. So I hope you enjoyed them, Dylan. Don't forget to give me some feedback. I would love it. But thank you for giving Aftershock Comics a try. Again, that was Issues Needed in Apple Valley, Minnesota. So those are all eight. Thank you to everyone that I met. Thank you for your lovely conversations. Thank you for your super kind hospitality. Ultimately, most importantly, thank you for your support of Aftershock Comics. To everyone that I met. Uh, And just for being wonderful comic book human beings, sincerely, thank you. It was just a lovely, lovely trip to Minnesota. I wish and hope I'll be going back very soon. But please support your local comic book shops, and please stop by and say hello to these wonderful folks that I met. If you're ever in the Minnesota area, those are some amazing comic book shops. Please tell them that Chris from Aftershock Comics on the Sunspots Comics podcast told you to go and visit them. And also thank you uh, to my boss at Aftershock Comics uh, for... For giving me the opportunity to go out there just it was just wonderful i really had a wonderful time so thank you everyone at aftershock comics and especially my boss joe uh, for giving me that opportunity so now let's leap right in to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 165 starting out with some stuff that's been a floating around up inside of my nerd brain the first nugget of nerd Lodged ever so deeply in my nerdal frontal lobes is San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, the cons of all cons. The Wrath of Cons. <laughs> anyway, the one that really started it all, the one that birthed everything, the comic book convention scene, the one that's easily every year, over a hundred and fifty thousand people that attend this. It's insane. It's body-to-body. Body. It's just the nerd fortress, the mecca, if you will, of all things nerd. And it's this coming up weekend. It starts this Thursday, goes through Saturday. I will be attending with my friend Mike Norris. Hey, Mike, who is a huge Super 7 fan, by the way. He loves these flashback reaction action figures. Uh, check them out. Just go to super7.com. But uh, I hope we get some of the exclusive Super 7 stuff they're releasing because it's very limited. And if you are attending attending this sold-out uh, friggin' 200,000-person mecha comic book convention... I've got five quick tips for you in attending San Diego Comic-Con, and here they are really fast. Number one, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Man, I'm telling you, you'll you'll get a con headache or the con crud if you don't stay properly hydrated. Number two, wear extremely comfortable and durable shoes. Lightweight sneaks, folks. It's hugely important. You are going to be on your feet. You're never going to sit down, really. There's nowhere to sit besides just sitting on the floor, and you don't want to do that it's gross, but <laughs> make sure you're wearing some reliable, comfortable sneaks that can just stand the test of time. Uh, bring snacks. Food is very expensive. Food's hard to get to. Food lines are very long. Get Bring some bars, some light snacks, whatever it is you can you can take. Bring them. It's important. Uh, it's, ex- like I said, expensive, long lines. You don't even want to get into a line. You want to just be in the action and the fun, not just waiting to buy a, a banana. So uh bring snacks pack light ultimately you're just going to be buying a lot of stuff i mean i know a lot of people bring their stuff to be certified their cgc stuff etc but pack as light as you possibly can you're going to be on your feet you're going to be walking a lot it will just as time goes along it gets heavier your eight pound backpack will feel like 800 pounds by the end of 12 hours on your feet at san diego comic-con but most importantly the last tip i don't even know how many of those were i thought i said five but who knows is have fun put that right into your mind immediately yes it's a gazillion people there's tons of cosplayers just to look at your eyeballs are going to hurt after a while ultimately stay focused there with just having fun at san diego comic-con so if you're going congratulations have a ball maybe i'll see you there look for me look for chris from sunspots com so I'll probably be wearing my aftershock comic shirts proudly wearing my aftershock comic shirt but quickly some points of interest That interests me for San Diego Comic Con. I I listed seven of them, so here they are quickly. Number one is Artist Alley. That's, for me, uh, the ultimate place where I want to spend the majority of my time. It's meeting these new artists that are struggling and are trying to make it, that have fantastic art. And be honest with them. If it's not something you like, just tell them, hey, it's not for me, as politely as you can. Some of them get really not aggressive, that's too strong a word, but really get like hopeful that you're going to buy something, and it's better off that you try not to waste their time and be honest with them, because there's there's 195,000 people there. But Artist Alley is where I want to be, no matter what con it is, but at San Diego Comic-Con, you get some of the best artists from all over the world flying in, paying many thousands of dollars to have the tiniest of spot at San Diego Comic-Con. So Artist Alley is important to spend some time there. That's my main point of interest. Number two is meeting some comic book writers. The best of the best in the biz all come to San Diego Comic-Con, so you gotta go there and meet them. Sometimes the writers, people want sketches or, you know, a doodle or etc. so they sometimes can be sort of not thought about or an afterthought, but please don't think of it that way. The comic book writers in the community today, they are writing in the golden age of comics, really, so pay them their due respect, say hello to some comic book writers, that's number two for me, number three is doing some shopping for some hard to find or unique items or like super deals on comics, I love the back issue bins where you can get sometimes, you know, buy three, get one free, or 25 cent, you know, comic book old stuff bins, Um, and there's a ton of like San Diego Comic Con exclusives this year, like Super 7, for instance, they have this the uh, Masters of the Universe lines, so there's a bunch of stuff, and these reaction figures that I hope to get, uh, very, very exclusive stuff, and indie comic specials, yeah, there's a ton of, like, sort of variant issues in the indie-, indie comic realm that are San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. some of that stuff's great, I don't spend a lot of money on a lot of variant copies and variant issues, but every now and then, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive will really catch my eye, and that's what I'm going def- to definitely be looking out for. And number four, off the beaten path of comics is the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We'll actually be there. I'm a huge fan of Andy Sandberg uh, from back in his days of Lonely Island, which I hope that's not over with and he's still doing stuff. It's just been a, a couple of years. And those SNL shorts that I love, uh, Look Up, Lonely Island and Andy Sandberg, uh, fantastic, hilarious, rated R comedy and music rap thing that, that comes together with Lonely Island. I love it. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a hilarious show. I just love the cast. I'm glad that it's moving on out of where it was to a new home with, I think it was NBC. But anyway, the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is there, so that's just very cool. I'm a big fan of that show. Lots of laughs. It's a comedy sitcom about New York cops. It's great stuff. Very light, very fun, very sitcom-oriented. It's a great time. Check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine if you haven't. It's a great one to binge. Number five is, which I've already mentioned twice, (laughs) Super 7 Toys. They have that Master of the Universe line And so much more, but I won't keep going about them, but definitely number five for me is check out Super 7. Go to super7.com, check them out. Number six is the how to make comic books or how to get into comic book panels. I love the so many educational panels they have on how to break in, how to make comic books, how to write them, how to ink them, how to draw them. Everything you can kind of think of in the realm of how to make comic books or how to get into the comic book world. And also some of the top names in the comic book world are usually in a lot of these panels. So it's fantastic to see how the sausage is made. And I love going there because I'm trying to make my own comic as well. So very important tools and things that I've learned in a lot of San Diego Comic Cons and a lot of other cons as well to help in my design of my own very comic book called Zombie Destroyers that I'm making. So number seven... Checking out all the amazing cosplayers, of course. Maybe I'll even this year go to the cosplay contest. It's always a big deal at San Diego Comic-Con. But the time and the money that these people put into some of their outfits are astounding. So they're worth saying hello or, oh, that's amazing. Give them some props. I know everyone wants pictures sometimes, but I'll just kind of, I don't really want pictures with cosplayers, but I'll go, man, that's amazing or fantastic suit or wow, you really put a lot of effort into that and so much detail to where there's like dirt or like a bullet hole or so many little details in cosplay that's just amazes me continually. So check out the amazing cosplayers, of course. And that's it. So if you can't make it to the San Diego Comic-Con this year, I know that uh, the tickets were sold out so long ago, etc. But of course, there's tons of videos on YouTube that capture a lot of these fantastic, super fun San Diego Comic-Con moments. I still watch them after I've done the con because you miss so much stuff. There's just no way you can be everywhere at one time. So there's so many things you're going to miss. That's one of the sort of painful things about San Diego Comic-Con is you cannot be everywhere. There's just so much happening like, a, a, like, say for instance, a, a panel at four o'clock. There's probably twelve panels at four o'clock that you want to be at, but you can only be at one. So that's where YouTube and stuff kicks in, where you can see a lot of those amazing moments at San Diego Comic Con. I ended up spending like a week after, of course, looking at all the the trailers that are going to be dropped and the interviews with all the the TV and movie celebrities in the comic book world, etc. And all the writers and artists and comics that you just there's just so many. It's just a it's just a staggering amount. But anyway. That is uh, the primary thing on my nerd brain this week. But the last thing that's also on my nerd brain is that I'm creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's really a dream come true. Uh, I've been wanting to make my own comic book my way for years since I was a, a little kid. And on Zombie Destroyers, I'm doing the writing and the lettering. But please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. You've got artist on issue number one, Jordan Hudson, at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And Juan Mora, who does art on Zombie Destroyers, issue number two from there, at Young Minded Giant. And also our our colorist, Caroline Nelasco, at Carol N. Art. And thank you to all of the Zombie Destroyers team for just making my comic book dream a reality. So thank you very, very much. And if you wanna see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. You will see six sample pages and some new updates are coming very soon. But if you wanna see what it looks like, Zombie Destroyers, go to sunspotscomics.com. So check it out. And next up is a quick mention of our segment I love called Spotlighting. On Sunspots Comics, Sunspots Comics, issue number 159 I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat Lovely person She created this amazing comic book about her grandfather called Aja You gotta check it out And uh, please check out that on the podcast feed Plus, there's a ton of spotlighting interviews With some great comic book guests on our podcast feed Like the spotlighting interview I did with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie Please check that out It's on our podcast feed He's an artist of this comic book that I love called Vinegar Teeth, which the issues one through four are available now. He His own art style is very weird, very wild, wacky. And he also directed a movie called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which was written by Guillermo del Toro, which is fantastic. It's a great monster mash, kind of in the... Feels like it's in the Hellboy universe. But we talk about the movie he directed and the comic book that he's done with Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. Please check it out on the feed. I'm super proud of it. And follow Troy on his social media, at Troy Nixie or look him up, Troy Nixie, on everything. I'm super proud of it. I'm really humbled that he did the interview. Thank you again, Troy. And if if we want to do what we can here to help support the struggling comic book creators like myself, I'm trying to break in. So if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into comic books and you would like to have a conversation right here on a future podcast to let our listeners know about your comic book that you're creating, just send me a message or and a review copy of your work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or of course, just send me a message on all the social media at sunspots comics but i'd love to have a nice chit chat with you here on the future podcast i've got a big one coming by the way that i'm super excited about i don't want to officially say anything yet but i'll probably be announcing it next week of an artist that i'm super excited to get on the podcast coming up uh at the end of july so sneak peek huge one coming i'm super excited can't wait so now on to the main course the centerpiece the crime the prime cut sweet potato, the sweet spot, the meat and potatoes of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I share with you my favorite of all the picks of all the new comic books that I just read that came out new comic book day, Wednesday, 7:11. That's right, Slurpee Home. And also, of course, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry at all. Uh, I work seriously hard to just inspire you To read and buy these comic books without spoiling them. I never discuss the last few pages. I leave them alone and I only cover a few of the interesting points that actually makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also to see everything that I'm reading all encapsulated into one juicy place. And see all the favorite picks that I've picked since May of 2015. Just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on the pull list. You can see even the just Updated 120 titles that I'm currently reading. Yeah, 120. Um, I update it every week. Click on the top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks. And I really just make changes and alterations and update it every single week. It's compact. It's easy to read. It's sunspotscomics.com. Please check it out. Also now let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winners of the week. Every week I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week so here we go it's subjective it's my opinion but this week's artist winner and cover artist winner is one of the same person it's andy clark of relay issue number one from aftershock aftershock comics and andy clark's style is very very intricate and super hyper detailed i love it his respect to realistic light is superb it's just he even uses sort of lens flaring or kind of a rainbow effect it's just so precise and so gorgeous. Even these wide shot panels that he does has just these super fine lines, which give you so much spectacular detail. It's just, you gotta sit there and sort of just ponder over it for a while. I also love his very simple, clean framework. He doesn't go too crazy with art jumping outside of the panels, etc. cetera, but it, it's just very symmetrical in its lines, and it's just so very clean and crisp. You gotta look at it to see what I'm talking about. I know that, that Andy Clark did Batman and he did Rebels years back, but I, this by far is his best work. Absolutely. is in Relay, issue number one from Aftershock Comics. Check it out. He's also the cover artist winner of the week. Andy Clark's cover to Relay, issue number one, It's it's inspiring, it's gorgeous, it's stunning. It's this monolith with the face of this bearded, staunch man of Donaldson. He's our main character who maybe... Uh, found first person to find or create the monolith we're not exactly exactly sure but anyway his face is sort of upon this giant gargantuan monolith all set in this futuristic sci-fi this futuristic science fiction look and the city science fiction city is at his very feet of this monolith and it's this lovely red orange that fills the sky i'm a sucker for red orange And it's just beautiful. It's striking. It's a cover that you will remember and you'll want to keep looking at. It's glorious. Thank you, Andy Clark. You, if you had a website or any social media, I would plug you right now, but uh, you don't have any of that. But Andy Clark, easily this week's winner of art and winner of cover art. Absolutely, hands down. He just beat the rest very simply. Your art is stunning. I am a fan for life. Thank you, Andy Clark. But check out Relay, issue number one from Aftershock Comics. And the breakdown. This week I read 16 comics and only 5 of them made it to the great ones recommendation list. That's right. It's tough to make the top pick list, folks. It's got to be great or I'm not telling it to you. And there were 7 new number ones this week that I read, but only 3 of them made it to the great picks pick list. And that's actually very excellent when, you know, just about half of the new comic books make it to the great list. So Uh, i will please listen especially close when i talk about those new number ones i'll mention them in the countdown uh here just very shortly in one second but here we go here are my top comic book recommendations this is my great ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last wednesday new comic book day july 11th i recommend that you go to your local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately buy them now trust me there were five great comic books this week so that I'm about to recommend to you. So let's get into the countdown. Here we go. Coming in at number five, a new number one this week, Farmhand, issue number one. And this is from Image Comics. This is written, drawn, created by Rob Gilroy. He is the uh, the artist on Chew for so many years. So he's finally had a little bit of a break because went, Chew went strong for years and it was his only work because that's all he could possibly have time to do. Well, he took a little break and now he's back. So Rob Gilroy, glad to see you doing your own title, your own, you know, creation here. I love the when you guys get the, the sort of flexibility to make your own comic. And that's definitely farmhand here. I absolutely enjoyed this. Uh, conceptually, this is about trees growing body parts. <laughs> and there's this old man, Jedediah. He's the genius behind it. Uh, he's behind this scientific breakthrough, I guess, <laughs> where trees can grow limbs and plants can grow fingers and so on uh, for people that are amputees, etc. But in this, he's actually reunited with his son and his grandkids in like this, in his like kind of Willy Wonka like laboratory funhouse is the best way to describe it his art style is very cartoony if you've ever seen chew and it does have this wacky sensibility to it so it definitely adds that and then we'll just kind of kick you in the face with some crazy kind of over-the-top gore but uh, that's the the gist of the style of it but i love the aspect of reconnecting with his family to maybe help jedediah make a better moral decision in what he's doing here when it comes to farming limbs but, uh, you know, he leans towards that, but you feel like he's going to sort of do his own thing. I'm not sure, but I like that play with that. And, I mean, how badly will this all go wrong? I just can't wait. <laughs> but, uh, oh, there's even this great sequence where an amputee Russian spy tries to steal one of the, one of his f- finger flowers. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. But, um, and hide it in his arm appendage. But he ends up getting caught and... Uh, <laughs> And then strangely, um, take his appendage and replace it with a one of the arms from his farm tree of arms, and uh, that's all I'm going to say there. But the way it attaches is frightening. But <laughs> I love that the laws of nature are going. If you just feel like the laws of nature are going to have their revenge on this by somehow using them to grow limbs for people. Um, I also love the very small gags. That Rob Gilroy did in Chew, uh, where he puts little sort of funny, goofy messages in all the backgrounds. So you gotta slow down and look at all the little signage, the the front doors of places, uh, under picture frames, just all over that he sprinkled all these funny little odd gags. Uh, So I love that about Farmhand, it just sort of continues that on from the Chew series that I loved ever so much, so... Thank you, Rob Gilroy. Check out Farmhand number one. It's uh, it's crazy. It's it's a horror twist, and like I said, it's it's growing appendages from plants, and uh, how that's going to all go horribly wrong, I'm sure. But a lot of setup, a lot of character development here, a uh, lot to chew on. <laughs> but Farmhand, absolutely enjoyed it. Added to my pull list. I'm hanging with this. It's a new number one, folks. Jump in there and get Farmhand. And coming in at number four is. Aliens Dust to Dust issue number two this is from Dark Horse Comics this is written and created script and art from Gabriel Hardman fantastic artist he does very gritty very dark very realistic noir style uh, very very kind of like kinetic very constantly moving very fast sort of art and it's like the way you see storyboards in films, it's just, it's professional, it's chiseled. The way the action flows very easily from panel to panel is a, is a thing of absolute beauty. That's what Gabriel Hardman is all about. Wonderful, wonderful art here in Aliens Dust to Dust. But this is the second issue. You had to wait a little long from issue number one, but it's finally here. But this is just fully action-packed. You just you, This is a read you'll read in about three minutes. And, uh, and want to read it again, because it's just like, your heart is pounding, and you're at the edge of your seat, and it's just it's just so quick and paced so well. It's just so much action fun, sci-fi alien action fun. So anyway, you get our young boy character, main character, Maxon, and his mother, who, by the way, at the end of the first issue, an alien does come out of Maxon's mother. So, yikes. But, uh, so yeah, she had the baby alien pop out of her chest, and there's just a few survivors on this this kind of doomed terraformed planet, of course that's being overrun by aliens. And our group is is in this kind of escape shuttle that's trying to make it to a safe station that's above the planet's orbit. But I love that they face now kind of this debate. There's there's really they're split down the middle inside this shuttle about if they should even go to the station because they do have this live baby xenomorph on board of the shuttle so like should they stop should they pull over it's really difficult to break the atmosphere on this particular terraformed planet so they're not even sure if they could do it again so i love that sort of debate what are they going to do what's going to happen do they turn around do they try to kill this alien xenomorph baby while it's on the ship like it's just action-packed it's non-stop it's fast it's furious <laughs> um And you just won't take a breath during the whole thing. I loved it. Aliens Dust to Dust from Gabriel Hardman. Check it out. It is great. It's only on issue number two. So go get that first issue. And it's nice. You don't have to wait two and a half months to read number two. Hopefully we don't have to wait that long for number three. But Aliens Dust to Dust issue number two. Fantastic. Now the top three. Here we go. The big three of the great pick list. Coming in at number three. Well, it's a sort of new number one, by the way. It's Superman issue number one. Uh, yeah, it's really uh, like Superman issue 1001. But anyway, uh, they're kind of starting fresh. They've got, DC Comics, of course. They've got Brian Michael Bendis. It's the big news, right, that everybody heard about, that he, Brian Michael Bendis, left Marvel, and he's headed to DC, and here he is now on Superman issue number one. So I had to give it a try. He is a writer. One of the godfathers of comics really just helped establish the Marvel universe, and now he's gonna take a crack at DC, and apparently he's been wanting to for years and has all sort of takes on a lot of the different dc characters so you know i i really enjoyed this fresh start i kind of maybe went in a little skeptical i'm like wow they're renumbering and uh, to number one again why not at least give a reference to the legacy numbering of superman but uh you know and say this is one of six of an arc i'm still a fan of that but anyway i really enjoyed this fresh start brian michael bendis's Take on the boy in blue here is is actually really interesting. I say actually, but it's interesting. Come on, he's been doing he's been writing comics for years. He is a master writer, but he but Brian Michael Bendis really captured the nostalgic, hopeful feeling that, in my opinion, is very essential to Superman stories. Uh, by the way, the art from Ivan Reis is fantastic. Just he has a just very much a classic look of Superman. I love the location where Superman decides to build a brand new Fortress of Solitude. Kind of interesting. I like I. I want to see the challenges that will come based on the selection of the location that he's decided to build a new Fortress of Solitude. And will it be different? Will he still have all of the archive and, and the strange sort of small city of Kandor? Will he have things in there that uh, will be interesting? Will he put together a new cadre of of things inside the Fortress of Solitude? So I'm just kind of a neat little twist that I thought was interesting in itself. Uh, my favorite part is this conversation that Superman has with Martian Manhunter. Um, About where Martian Manhunter tells him that he should take the world and become the new leader. And uh, Superman does not agree, or even like the word take, of course. But uh, while they're talking, Superman is called away to save the world in many cool different areas and ways as they're talking. So he'll like zip. He's like, excuse me, hold on, um, Martian. I gotta go... uh... Go check this uh save this uh, there's a damn bursting We're right back boom boom and he like zips away saves some stuff and then comes back and it's just kind of a neat pace that you like wonder when he's gonna stop and say just excuse me just one second and zips off and does something else and it's just so beautifully drawn and like i said that hopeful and that nostalgic and that simple way with not a ton of dialogue it's just superman being the the, the ultimate boy scout and the boy in blue But um, I love that little conversation that they have, and it's a debate. I I like that they go back and forth with that. I'm I'm simplifying it, but there's a lot to sort of chew on in that conversation because the rest of it is very dialogue-light, which is fine. I I love that. But, oh, super great cliffhanger at the end that really extra kind of hooked me in this and going to the next one. I know it's going to be bi-weekly, so we'll see how that art world goes because sometimes, you know, we get hooked on one artist and we don't want to see it go away, but... DC has handled Batman pretty well with bi-weekly so I'll give it a chance but of course that's a lot more to read but man what a cliffhanger at the end and it's gonna grab you it's gonna hook you and you're gonna want to read the next one but Superman issue number one fresh start give it a chance great place to jump in here and and like I said he's really captured for me what is essential in Superman stories but wonderful stuff Brian Michael Bendis doing Superman with Ivan Rice on art beautiful gorgeous stuff but coming in at number two is the crow memento mori issue number four this is the fourth and final issue right here of this series it's been a top pick of the week more than once this is like i've said before on a previous couple of podcasts ago this is in my opinion the best crow comic written since the original james O'Barr the crow yes that says a lot there has been a lot of little series after that uh, that don't stand up to this to the crow memento mori the art is. Absolutely glorious. Written by Reccioni del Adera. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, Reccioni is the uh, Robert, Roberto Reccioni is the story. And art by Werther del Adera. So seek them both out. Fantastic uh, artist, by the way, Werther. Gorgeous stuff on all his social media. So check that out. But Roberto Reccioni absolutely captured what I love about Crow Comics and added in some new twists here that really made it interesting. And this, by the way, is one of the biggest surprises in a comic book that I have seen in a while. It's tough to surprise me. It happened right here in The Crow Memento Mori, issue number four of four. Um, yeah, man, I did not see this coming. But our crow, the main character, David, who was an altar boy, he came back to seek vengeance upon this his evil priest that ended him and his love interest named Sarah in a horrifying way. This... This evil sort of priest terrorist um, Killed them in this twisted war against the unholy world Like how everyone's a sinner And he really believes that David and Sarah had like, They were just filthy sinners and had sort of lusty ways When they were really just sweet and innocent Young altar boy and altar girl um, So yeah, he's a horrible monster And needs to be put down And that's why the crow brought David back My favorite part of this, besides the humongous surprise that happens here, is how David is actually kind of influenced and falling for what this silver-tongued priest uh, is explaining into this stupid war that he believes in. And it really shows how truly sort of naive and innocent David is, and how he's a very kind of guilt-ridden Catholic young boy. Um, Very sad, very kind of ironic there. That, uh, you know, he's starting to believe this this horrible terrorist priest person. But the power of the crow is given to those that must seek revenge of something that's horribly done. So what happens if they defy the power of the crow? So that's kind of a new twist that Roberto Raccioni has added here to the crow series. Uh, what happens if you defy that power? And uh, we get to see that huge surprise that I really didn't see coming um, right at the end and what a great finish to this amazing series that's all I can I'm gonna really tell you there but get it immediately especially if you are a fan of the crow if you're not you're still gonna love this do not read them out of order definitely read all four issues Uh, if you love just fantastic art it's a different definitely different style of art very stylized look strange angles and camera spots and, again, it's all about these close-ups of the eyes of David that you see this anguish anguish, and anger and his lust for revenge in his eyes, uh, beautifully, beautifully drawn by Werther Del Adara. Gorgeous. We love tales of revenge. That's what The Crow is really all about. But, man, I, I'm, I'm sad that it's gone. There's also a bonus little mini-story at the end that is dark and heavy. And it, it, it's about mental illness and suicide and depression and it's we all know someone that has had these things in their lives and it's it's very r- kind of realistic hit me in a very emotional way uh, reminding me of the people I love, etc but um, yeah, the bonus story at the end by Nicole Betramini and art by Danielle Sarah is it's gorgeous and haunting and dark and heavy but I love bonus stuff and this just again sets that wonderful crow tone here that you're gonna get about revenge. Anyway, Uh, so here we go now. On to the top comic book pick of the week. The great one, the big cheese, the top kahuna, the big dog, the supreme leader. (laughs) By the way, it's our artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. It's another new number one issue, folks. That's right. It is Relay, issue number one from Aftershock Comics, written by Zach Thomas Thompson and Gorgeous Artist Winner of the Week, Andy Clark. Even Donnie Cates, yes, of Baby Teeth, sort of helped in to some of the writing, so is given a writing credit here. But Zach Thompson, wow. He wrote the crap out of this. <laughs> um, there was, By the way, on Free Comic Book Day of this year in May, there was a zero issue of Relay you need to get. There's definitely some important connective tissue there. So go and get that. Free Comic Book Day Relay issue number zero. Go find it. Uh, Immediately, if you can. I know it's a little hard to get. Aftershock didn't put a ton of them out there. They put just the right amount, (laughs) because they're actually very good at how many comics they put out there. They know what the right amount is. But uh, go get it. Like I said, important connective tissue from Relay issue number zero. But Relay number one. This story is about this huge monolith that lands on a, you know, I I was gonna say Earth, but I'm not sure if it's Earth, Uh, but very much looks like Earth in a populated planet that seems to be very far in the future. And I love this kind of cleaner, brighter, Blade Runner looking future, and all of the tech that's just sprinkled everywhere. It's just, it's a very kind of bright and hopeful looking future that you don't see a lot in of course post-apocalyptic style stories. But I absolutely love this. I love this very rich, very realistic approach to science fiction. I love it. There is a lot to chew on here. The dialogue is very dense there's a lot of sort of debate and sort of questions about faith i really love that this they've designed this sort of faith-based religion on the on the voice that's coming out of this giant monolith it just says find donaldson's world find donaldson's world, world 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 something like that but um <laughs> some believe that the voice is from the beyond to lead them into enlightenment and other more radical protesting types tell them that it's just false propaganda. It's nonsense. But this is definitely a people divided, very relevant to today. Um, and it's actually, the smaller part of the story is focused on these three monolith cops. So they do have like a monolith symbol on their clothing and very cool looking cop-ish outfits. And they're introduced, so you get to see about their, their personalities. Great character development here. And I love that they're just kind of debating. You have, like, one of them that's very much a believer that the monolith is the the road to enlightenment. One's um, maybe a non-believer, and the other one's kind of neutral. So you definitely get some interesting conversation there. It's definitely a lot of setup in the getting to know them and sort of what their beliefs are. And as this whole sort of gorgeous world, the tapestry of this future science fiction glorious cleaner, brighter Blade Runner is laid out at your footsteps here, at at your toes. But, um... Anyway, those three are sort of missionaries that that are on their way to trying to solve the mystery of this monolith. Because I guess it's been there for many, many years. And uh, they have to go and try to solve the mystery of the monolith on uninhabited planets. So that's cool. They get to just jump in a cool spaceship. And off they go. It kind of has the fifth element when they jump into that ship. It's like a giant casino in space. But uh, fantastic. Very heavy. Very dense. It's like a work of prose. It's just... It's so... I love the, like I said, the debating between the three characters and how there is this sort of faith that's very much designed into this universe based on this monolith. So, man, if you love science fiction, if you love a a deeper look into uh, how something can be considered, uh, you know, a religion, if you like just, I mean, a a brighter look of of the future and Blade Runner but with the lights on (laughs) and not raining all the time, It has all that mished and mashed into one, including, like, Fifth Element. It's all in there, but fantastic debut issue. I was just really wanting this kind of hopeful sci-fi, and you get it here in Relay. So thank you, Zach Thompson, Andy Clark, Gorgeous Art, and Donnie Cates for pitching in on writing easily the number one pick of the week. And again, that's Relay issue number one from Aftershock Comics. Jump in right here, folks. Get it right at the beginning. Go get that number zero first of Relay, and then come back and read this. Because it's, and again, Andy Clark's art so delicious. Anyway, there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast number 165. I hope that you enjoyed it. Let me lock it all down and lock the vault door. Oh, there you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week. For a new comic book day, 7-Eleven. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comics immediately. Tell them, Chris from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, sent you. They'll look at you weird, but who cares? If you have any questions, comments, or you want your own personal comic book recommendation, email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book you're reading that I'm missing. Please tell me why you love it and let me know about it, and maybe I'll jump right in and talk about it and discuss you and discuss your recommendation on a future podcast. And would you like some free comic books? Yes, you. You want some? <laughs> well, come and get some. All you have to do is listen to past sunspots comics podcast to get some there are still some unclaimed marvel digital comic book codes in past sunspots comics podcasts all you got to do is listen to those past sunspots comics podcasts grab that marvel digital code that i read at the very beginning of the podcast go to marvel.com slash redeem to see if you won that's all you got to do very simple but there are still some available some great ones like two podcasts ago amazing spider-man issue 801 is still available so good luck go get them free comic books as a thank you from me for listening to the sunspots comics podcast i appreciate it and please sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomicscom contact and by the way go to cryptidzoo.com my buddy julian makes these freaking fantastic augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. you use this hp reveal app and your smartphone And it brings these cryptid t-shirts, cryptid zoo t-shirts to life. You have to see it. There's like animations and little movies and little movements that happen on your shirt. It's so crazy cool. It's hard to explain, but go to cryptidzoo.com to to check it out. Also use the promotional code sunspotscomics and you'll get 25% off of your order. That's right. It's cryptidzoo.com. And please tune in next week. For issue number 166 of the sunspots comics podcast i will be reading a list of 18 brand new comic books for wednesday july 18th and there's actually three new number ones that are coming out this wednesday july 18th that hopefully they're all great so that i can recommend them to you on next week's podcast sunspots comics number 166 please help us out here at the sunspots comics podcast go over to itunes give us some positive words and a five star review i'll even read your review on a future podcast i'll give you a shout out and then i will personally thank you by mailing you a comic book prize pack delivered right to your door as a personal thank you from me for taking the time and helping us out on an itunes five-star review also please subscribe listen in tell a nerdy loved one to check us out here at the sunspots comics podcast i would greatly appreciate it but really thank you very so much all of you from the very bottom of my heart for listening to the sunspots comics podcast i hope you had a good time i hope you love the recommendations i gave to you and just they bring you joy as comic books always do for me so until next week spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comic books then do those two things together that's right sit down with someone you with someone you love and read a comic book but stay nerdy my friends and be like water my friends see you next week bye -bye.